everyone. Welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Braintree and Squarespace. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable.com. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? <laughs> it's me. Good. I've been wondering if you saw the photos I did tweet of these trackers. That is just so cool. <laughs> um, so that's amazing. We have to tell the listeners about this. This is awesome. And also we have to thank our listeners. You guys have been awesome. Oh, they're so awesome. I love our listeners on this show. They are so consistently awesome to us every single week. I got I got emails, I got awesome letters about technical stuff about the you know Windows uh, you know Windows frameworks we were talking about last week. I just I love our listeners. They're excellent. Um, also, and once again, a thank you to, to, to Walter Shaw who who sent me the Pokedex. I got it you after got it. Our, our show last week, and it had a rocket sticker in, <gasps> on it. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! That means he so bought if you look that at the photo, for you. Yeah, so, so so if you look at the photo, like uh, uh, from our Twitter, I tweeted them last week. Um, if you look closely, embedded like under the under the the red plastic is a rocket sticker. Or a logo. Oh, it looks like it was God. it was 3D cut or something. It's awesome. So Walter, again, you get double shout outs because that was yeah. so cool. It's also, amazing. I don't know if we mentioned this on the show, but I believe uh, Relay is not going to be making the stickers anymore. I don't know what? if they're still in the store, but basically the ones that are in the store now, if they are still there, are the last ones that are going to be existing. This goes for all Relay shows, not just for us. Uh, so if you do want a rocket sticker and you meant to do it uh, years ago, 10 years ago, you know, when our show first came on the air, uh, and you been meaning to do it all this time, now's the time to do it because they will not exist anymore. So do that thing. Do oh that thing God. you want. Yeah, I know. Sorry sorry to break it to you, Bree. <laughs> Dude, oh. I wish I knew because, like, I, I, I don't know where mine are, so I've got to order more. <laughs> Here, live on Rocket FM, live I tell my FM. co-hosts that they can't have more stickers. I was really bummed that I couldn't order more shirts. Like, it was such an awesome shirt that I just want, I, I want just everyone. I want to, like, be Johnny Appleseed walking down the street, but passing this out <laughs> to strangers. I was in a music video for the band Airplane Mode, and yeah. it went live this week, and I was wearing my Make It Weird shirt, so. <gasps> oh, my God. <sighs> now, see, I, I'm happy when I find people who miss the window to buy shirts, because it means that I don't have to buy drinks for them, ever. <laughs> and... Some people who did did buy shirts, you know who you are. I will destroy them. You will never wear them in front of me. Prepare for your home to be invaded. <laughs> I love this idea of you in New York, but living in like an alley because like rocket <laughs> yeah. listeners have asked you to buy them so many drinks. You can't. Our fans are rent. so good, and I love them so right. much. Spending all my money. <laughs> Literally, Simone can't pay rent, so she and her Casper mattress had to. <laughs> <laughs> live in a corner with with her new but but here's the great thing simone because you have the trackers with rocket stuff on them you can put it on your gear so when you inevitably get robbed in the alley <laughs> way to segue track- back to the relevant topic christine right? wow see i'm always i'm always able to do that right 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 back yeah that's professionalism so for those of you <laughs> who don't follow me on twitter i received in the mail today two trackers not just two trackers two rocket 
branded yes. trackers. So uh, cool. They so are jealous. So cool looking. So in the little center part, they have our logo, and I'm in love with them. And I really should send one of them to Brie or Christina. They sent me two. I, you might have noticed there are three of us. So I think this is probably part of the culling of the rocket hosts. Uh, one of us will not be returning next week. That person <laughs> will be living in an alley. <laughs> I feel that we should have like a trivia contest or something <gasps> like that. Oh my and God. like, the, you know, maybe it could be like 90s music trivia and that's uh, how we could decide who, huh? who got that. Who got it? Is it okay? Maybe it's Southern football trivia. trivia. That would also work. I'd be okay with that. Okay, see, I'm not okay with Southern football trivia, but ni- okay. 90s music trivia, I will, I will go with... I will go. Nope. I will. Nope. Do, I will. Nope. I will compete on that. Veto. Veto. Veto that. Uh, mm, <laughs> mm. Let's uh, let's bring it back. Oh, actually, no. Nineties music, but only U two songs. I think. I think it would be fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fair no, but, compromise. But, 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 okay. 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 <laughs> Did you just throw up a little bit, Bree? I I feel great. I feel very healthy. Um, even though you're talking at you too, yeah, let's start fine. the show. <laughs> Let us start the show. Uh, if you also follow, if you follow me on Twitter, I have a poll up right now for what I should put my tracker on my rocket branded tracker. Uh, so please go vote. Uh, it'll be up for a day, so you might hear it tomorrow. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Anyway, the show, the Xbox One S. It is. It it has arrived into the hands of people who have impressions about it. Have you, either of you had a chance to mess with it yet? Um, uh, I got to I got to touch it, but I didn't get to play with it. What no, did you touch? The, um, the whole thing. So we came in oh, and, and Ray, Ray, Ray and I, Ray Ray and I unboxed it last week. We didn't do it on camera, but we Ray, we unboxed it last week, what and I waste. love the design. I know I love the design. The design is amazing. I it looks like 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 a brawn era, like mixed with like Sony like. 80s style electronics it's sleek and it's pretty and and i love the color i think the design is hot but i haven't had a chance to actually hook it up and play it or anything (laughs) so this is the xbox one that will support 4k video and gaming and also hdr uh and arthur arthur geese reviewed it and he didn't review it yet he gave an impression uh, article for polygon.com it's pretty need- cluster review pretty it, it's cluster so thorough. Review. he's like right. well i didn't yeah. have enough time to really you know dig in as much as i would for a review and i'm like you spent a paragraph discussing like the nuances of 4k tvs and like all different kinds of hdmi cec and like all all sorts of usb things and this is very thorough arthur this is a review <laughs> but um <laughs> anyway so his takeaway was kind of that it does have a place in the gaming market. I know we discussed it before and we were kind of up in the air on what exactly the Xbox One S was for because the Xbox One Scorpio is coming out next year and that's going to be right. hugely powerful. Well, well that, I mean, that's sort of the problem with this. I mean, I think the, 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 the Dieter Bone over at, at The Verge, you know, your sister site kind of pointed out... Mm-hmm. They kind of Osborne themselves a little bit, and, yeah. and I mean, so so it's going to be doing this too. But they kind of Osborne themselves in that they announced this more advanced, more powerful device that's coming out next year. And obviously, this S, which follows this the same thing that we've seen with you know with the three sixty S, and 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 you know we, we've seen with consoles before, where it's it's slimmed down. It has the four K you know video support and the four K Blu Ray player, which is great. But if you already have an Xbox One. It's probably not a big enough difference that you need to mm-hmm. spend another three hundred dollars minimum, right? Especially that, if you it, don't have a four K TV yet. Well, precisely, and even if you have a four K TV, do you want to spend three hundred bucks when no. you're just going to spend 
$500 next year. No. Yeah. That was the place I disagreed with Arthur. I agree with everything he says about how, what an improvement it is. Totally. But for me, like, even if I, even if I had the 4K TV, I still no, can't, I mean, couldn't yeah. see myself doing this. Well, especially because since the games aren't going to be in 4K, you know, like, it would, at this point, it would literally just be a, a cheaper, um, you know, I mean, Uprise, obviously, but it would literally just be, you know, a, a cheaper uh, a 4K Blu-ray player, which is fine. But again, like, when you know that a better system is coming out in a year that will do more and that will have those 4K games, that's, that's to me, like, when you spend that money. That being said, I do think that this is probably compelling for people who are finally looking at next-gen consoles and, and are, are, you know, if they're, if they're debating between this and the PS4, you know, this, I think, is more compelling. But again, I mean, I think Microsoft's in a weird position because a lot of those people might just want to wait a year or two. It, 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 I guess it depends on how much they want the well, game. Yeah, it's but, so but, weird because now they have what I guess we could safely say is the best console on the market, but it's not going to, I don't think it's going to sell nearly as well as the Scorpio will or no, as well as the Xbox not. One right. did when yeah, it first exactly. came out. Exactly. I don't know. Um, you know, Christina, coming back to what you were talking at the beginning of it, I, you know, the design of your console doesn't really affect the utility. No. But can we just admit that the Xbox One Ugly. is the ugliest console? I would, I, I'm really straining to think of an uglier console, including the original Xbox, and it's <laughs> hard. Yeah, honestly, okay, I do think it might be slightly better than the original Xbox. Uh, um, although there was, uh, yeah. no, that's, actually, you know what, I think you're right, because that one at least had, it had the green, which was like, yeah, you know, it w- which was novel at the time. Here's what offends me about the Xbox One, is that it came out at the same time as the PS4, and yet it still has that disgusting, huge power brick. Yes, right. that, to me, power- just like, changes no, the game. Well, I think <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just the power brick, but it runs so hot. You know, I mean, Too and if you don't have proper ventilation, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's heavy and it's it's bulky. I mean, you know, it came out, I remember, like, I remember when I was, like, reviewing and unboxing the very first, you know, the, the Xbox One, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, <laughs> this is, this is a very powerful machine, but what did you do, Microsoft? Especially when you looked at, you know, the industrial design they did for the Xbox 360S, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, uh, or Slimmer, whatever the hell they called it, like, that was a great design. You know, yeah, yeah. and it, it was just weird that they went to that bulkier place. But I do like the design this time. It's way lighter. It's way smaller. It, it looks, I don't know. I, I, I keep saying that I, I could imagine it like in Patrick Bateman's, um, uh, <laughs> like, like home, home video setup. Yeah. In, That's in, an in endorsement. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it kind of is. Cause here's the thing. Yes. He's a serial killer. Yes. He's the worst, but also like, didn't you not like want all of his electronic setup? Because his house was so like his 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 man, you know, his like high rise condo in Manhattan was amazing. Fair. I mean, you know, if you ignored the the the, 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 the killing and stuff, the, the dead bodies, <laughs> in the heads in the freezer. If if you ignored that, the place was amazing. Great upper 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 east side, like real estate, really good stuff. I grant you that <laughs> point. I cannot argue with that. So I I think I would say. You know, one of the main problems with the Xbox is just it's ironic to me that they kind of sexify the outside of it when the UI to the Xbox One is still like a a crime against user interface. (laughs) Like, yeah, they should study it in textbooks about what not to do. I mean, it's just it's really I was I was there today and I. You know, I was just like uh, touching up on it. I was trying to find a copy of uh, Puya Tetris, seeing if they sold it in the store. And I, it, they don't. I have to import it from Japan. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's 
it took me even as someone that's used the Xbox for a long time, like forever to go figure that out. So yeah. like the actual usability of the console, like the HDMI pass through, it doesn't look like they've uh, repaired that at all. And no. I think going to what you were talking about, Simone, uh, with author's review, like he had some really brutal pictures about people that will actually be able to use the setup, mm-hmm. like use the new features in it, which are HDR and, you know, playing 4K video. And it is ridiculous. Like, unless you're willing to go out and throw away all your AV gear, it is almost completely unlikely that your yep. receiver, your television, you know, every single component along here is going to be up to the, which standard is it? HDMI S2 or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, HDMI 2.0A. Oh. I believe is the one, and then HDCP 2.2. So oh, yeah. those are <laughs> HDMI 2.2 or HDMI 2A is what you'll need for HDR, uh, which he said he pointed out is for him the more striking um, feature yes, of the absolutely. Xbox One S by far. Which by I far, by far. Agree. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between 1080p and 4K. Like, well, you can't. It's a math thing. Like, um, it's you can do calculations about how far you are from the TV and how close the pixels are yep. and the point where you can't really tell. And the truth mm-hmm. is frame rate is something you can kind of perceive. Uh, but as far as like pixel density, it really like, unless it's an iMac, uh, retina iMac and you're really up close to it. Um, I just think it's completely unimportant mm-hmm. personally. So, yeah. So I, what do you think the adoption rate of these, of, displays that will work with this console are yeah. if let me put you on the spot with a really ridiculous question about <laughs> people's hardware because i these are these are high-end tvs that people need to really take advantage yes. of the right. best parts of this console yep. um and arthur says in his review you know if you don't if your 4k tv doesn't support hdmi 2a you've been hit with the early adopter stick which is kind of like i mean the people who are buying 4k tvs right now are the ones who are really enthusiastic about it and not even all of those people potentially will be able to enjoy like hdr with this console so it's like ah there's this is gonna be his other good point though i think is that you once is that this console unlike the ps4 and unlike the original xbox one it's not going to be outdated for a while but then again but you're getting a whole new console in a year This is the problem. So I wanted to kind of get you guys' take on this. I kind of have the the feeling, you know, I, these things obviously work in product cycles. And I have a feeling like the, the, getting rid of the Kinect notwithstanding, this seems like this was probably always in the pipeline for them. And they were always hmm. planning on releasing this product. Like, you know, because this is what you do with consoles now. You know, you you release the big one and then a couple years later you release like a slimmed down, slightly redesigned, cheaper version of the same thing. You know, once your component costs have gone down, you can do other stuff. But – because of Scorpio, because that's a big wrench in the plans, I wonder if they were just already done with the the, the cycle making this thing. This was already ready to come out, so they wanted to release it and just didn't want to get rid of all that hard work. But Scorpio was one of those things that came mid-cycle that they weren't always planning on doing. That's the distinct sense that I get. That would be the most Microsoft-y course of action <laughs> I've ever heard. And I think that's very likely. Yeah, no, I think that, that totally makes sense, which is why Scorpio is going to completely you know make it unimportant i do have to say i think this does have a a really good um it's a good point for people that don't have an xbox one which 
I personally believe is a superior console to the PS4. I think it's a good point for people to come in and get that. Like they had some ridiculous deals on the original Xbox last week. You know, this one is priced very reasonably. So I do think it's coming down at a, at a price point where, you know, hardcore gamers can go out and get the PS4 and the Xbox One. So mm-hmm. take advantage of that back catalog. Without a doubt, and I think that's an important thing. And I think that for I think it's also probably something that we should think about. That even though there are a lot of people out there who might be like, if they have the powerful enough TV, you know, this doesn't seem like this would necessarily be the console to get. I have a feeling that this is going to be one that they can sell weirdly side by side with the Scorpion and Scorpio, and and that's going to be aimed at maybe a different type of gamer, if that makes any sense. Like, this is going to kind of be, like, your budget Xbox, so this will be, like, your one for everybody, and then next year's one is going to be the one for, like, the the, the serious gamers. I think you're dead on. I think that's exactly it. Because, I, you know, I was talking about this on Twitter today. You know, this, it should really be emphasized. The the new Xbox cannot play 4K games. It cannot play 4K games. It will play back 4K DVDs if you can find some. But it will not. It will not play 4K games. You know, I was talking about this today. I've talked about this on Rocket. You are so. Imagine if you had a piece of paper cut into four quadrants, and if you took the lower left quadrant of it, you know, to jump up and double the size of it, you're actually you have four. You're not like having two. It goes up four. It's an exponential increase in graphical power that mm-hmm. you're needing there. So, you know, even when they say, Christina, that Scorpio is going to, you know, be able to have 4K games, I don't know what that means. And right. that, that devil is very, very, very much in the details. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's something you can use. For so many other things, like I was playing Final Fantasy XIV last week, and they had this beautiful ZBrush mesh of a behemoth head that you could throw in your house. And it's ultra high poly count, and it's just gorgeous. And that is the kind of thing that you could have in the game world. And if you wanted to trade off, you know, saying 1080p and, you know, instead of using all that power towards 4K, which I don't think consumers are going to be able to perceive, even if they have that really expensive television. So I am I'm tremendously skeptical about that. Yeah. Apparently the first 4K, like, games that will run in 4K aren't coming out till September, as far mm-hmm. as I know, and everything else is just scaling. So... But it does apparently, just by sheer processing power, run games faster and better than the original. But yeah, like you said, the 4K 4K gaming is not, that's not a simple process. (laughs) So can we talk about HDR? I mean, I would be, this is something I think a lot about. So I, I would really be interested to know, like, have... Either of you seen or games or films or anything with this technique applied? I mean, can you tell the difference from it? Like, what are what are your thoughts on that? I don't think I have, um, as far as I know, because I, I don't have um, again access to these lovely, lovely technologies like nice televisions. Um, so, Christina, what about you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't speak to it. But I mean this is potential to be cool. But again, I don't know how much for the target audience for this. I don't know how much it matters. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, there's an article on CNET, uh, that I was linked to about basically, um, HDR being more 
more of a potential big thing than 4K and more uh, bleh, more than 4K and basically HDR is high dynamic range it means you can see darker blacks uh more detailed brighter whites um so Arthur's example in his uh impressions of the Xbox 1 was the sky in certain TV shows look completely different than in um things without hdr like you could just see so much more detail but apparently the only show on netflix right now that does support hdr is marco polo so it's not even like within netflix which is kind of the pioneer of 4k content like hdr is not that that's not um, it's as big a format well isn't it as expensive to create i mean we're already not seeing a lot of 4k content and and it's expensive to create and then Mm -hmm. even when you see it on on netflix i mean obviously that can look good. Netflix does a decent job with their streaming algorithm, but it's also not, you know, it depends on your internet connection. It depends mm-hmm. on a lot of things. So I just dropped, uh, like I have Unreal Engine open right now and I just ran it through like both ways, like a, a still like Ooh. with HDR turned on and with it not. So do you see how it's really subtle and it kind of cr- crushes the blacks a little bit? Do you see that? I do. I do see that. The I'll put these pictures just a in little the bit more. Yeah. show notes. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it definitely, it makes a lot of difference. It makes more of a difference with um, outdoor photography yes. because think about it. Like it's, it's basically interpolating. Well, at least one of the, the ways I've seen it done is it gets a, a dark exposure and then it gets a light exposure. And then it takes the best parts of both to get, right. you know, uh, color ranges yeah. that just would be impossible through any other technique. That is a good explanation of that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and I think the technology is really impressive. I guess my, my underlying question is how many people who buy this console are actually going to be able to take advantage of it? Yeah. I I, I don't know. Which, which, don't, which, to, yeah. which to me is, is kind of the big, again, kind of the big challenge with this. I mean, because, again, this makes me think, think that the next console – was a very spur-of-the-moment decision. Because yeah. this seems like this was well-planned. The fact they still have the HMI passport, yes, they got rid of the pass-through, they, they got rid of the Connect, but we all knew Connect was dead. As soon as they started selling the, the, the bundle without it, like, it was it was game over. We talked about it on Rocket, but now it's officially done, so, like, it's gone. But, like, you know, we knew that, but, but the fact that they kept so many other things correct, I feel like they add, they added these features and kind of wanted to make it what they at the time thought was going to be future proof and really be, be be like this will be what will carry us through you know the next four or five years, and then the Sony you know they they got wind that Sony was developing mm-hmm. you know right you know, sooner and, and, rather than and, later and, and, and sooner and and they, they they had to get pushed up because again as impressive as this stuff is this seems like this is the sort of thing you buy like and, and again like maybe your TV now doesn't take advantage of it but your next TV will right yeah but. But I have to kind of ask the question again, like not to keep harping on it, but for the people who are buying this console now, if you're because you do know that the next one is coming out in a year, I do wonder how many of those people are just going to wait. On that note, let me tell you about one more thing that you shouldn't wait for, and that is Braintree. Because this op- this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you are instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree will support that too. 
Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support mean you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com rocket. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com rocket. Thank you so much, Braintree, for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. Yay! I had a really uncomfortable conversation with movietickets.com no. this week because their app is so terrible and it uses this terrible system for holding your credit cards. It's like they need to get Braintree. They need to put Apple Pay there because it's an absolutely oh, terrible real. system. It never works. Ugh. Did you did you tell them did you give them what for yeah we had a we had a very uh we had a twitter conversation oh my gosh and then a dm conversation That's never a fun thing great. when somebody has your credit card information and they're not you know <laughs> it, it, it really it, it is isn't it and you're like mm, yeah mm. I, I, that's, that's what i'm like can i please just use apple pay because i really yeah. don't i don't want you to have my credit card i just no. don't just because 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 i have to i don't know about you guys like every year some merchant that i buy something from gets hacked or something happens and then yeah. i have to get a whole new card and it's like every year without fail and then you've got to update all of your accounts everywhere garbage so it's like that but imagine if you're brianna Wu and you've got eh. all of these things going through and then it's a million times worse for you i've had to cancel like seven credit cards this year that is a pain in the stuff. butt yeah it's really terrible so <sighs> so anyway, i um, disrupted your comment about disruption or adoption not disruption <laughs> i mean i i don't know christine i think I, I i really worry that with you know they tried to make 3d tv a thing yeah right? and it just i didn't <laughs> believe it was going to go anywhere and i doubt no. you did either no i certainly and didn't it, and the, it didn't it no, didn't go anywhere nobody wants well, because, that. because the glasses were uncomfortable and no. and, and, and they're proprietary and yeah. it was different in each time and you had to sit in a specific place to see it it was it was a very yeah it, it, it was one of those gimmicks that was literally they they thought the the tv industry was like oh remember how everybody bought new tvs when hgtvs came out and we right. were so excited now they're gonna do it again like they thought they could be re- greedy, you know, like kind of like the the music industry was when when CDs came out and everybody replaced their tapes and records. They were like, oh, replace them with CDs, and then they came out with like Super Audio CD. Sony did, and everybody was like, yeah, even though this is better, I'm not going to buy all my CDs again. And right. you know, 3D TV was kind of the same thing, except it didn't even. I mean, at least Super Audio CD and, and DVD audio were better quality, like. 3D TV is just annoying. So, and that I think carries over because I think consumers do learn lessons. So, yeah. I think that I I do think that if you went to a store like a Best Buy, assuming they exist, even though no one should go into Best Buy, <laughs> um, you know, if you sat there and looked at it, I think you could come to believe in 4K and I, you know yes, HDR. But I just. I, I'm just very skeptical about the point that consumers are going to go out and yeah. actually do this because like, you know, the reason Apple took so long to come out with the retina, um, you know, iMac is think about this. You have the sheet mm-hmm. of, you know, these, these pixels that are so super close together and they've got formulas of, okay, dead pixels are inevitable. You know, mm-hmm. three are dead in this area, then we'll replace it. But then they have to throw out this huge sheet 
with what is it's like millions and millions and millions of things on this. It's going to be really hard for prices, I think, on 4K televisions Mm -hmm. to come down for a while. I mean, or do you disagree? I I completely disagree. I I think for quality one, it's different. But okay, Amazon Prime Day, I bought a 4K TV. Okay, so I have a 42-inch 4K TV in my bedroom now that I got. Now it's a cheap. How much was it? How much was it? $300. Wow. wow. Okay, this is why. Why didn't now, you text the, me? Yeah, <laughs> I would have bought that. Actually, oh I would make your point, and then I have a point to make, so go ahead. Actually, I did. I, I tweeted everyone. I sent okay. out Amazon links. I wrote stories about Prime Day. It was a whole thing, okay. you guys. Just okay. Don't okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was celebrating Prime Day the way our ancestors no, intended. <laughs> Christina, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's No, you're fine. But but what I was going to say, though, is it's not the best TV. It's fine. It's, it's it, but, but, the, but the reality was is we needed a new tv for our bedroom and it was cheaper to get or as cheap to get the 4k model huh. uh, than it was to get like the not 1080p here's my question for you I then i guess when was the when did you buy the tv that you replaced the, the initial tv in your bedroom uh seven years ago there we go hmm. okay. <laughs> yep okay yep tv adoption like i can't imagine what i would need like the t- my TVs would literally need to break for me to replace them. And I it's so different from with phones. It's so different from with computers just because yeah. the technology works fine. And even though this is something that we probably use every day, it just we don't feel that driving need to have it. I mean, the majority of people, I think, don't feel that driving need to have it as up to date as, you know, on the cutting edge as with, you know, our consoles or our phones. No, you're with th- you're a thousand percent right for a couple of reasons. One. The the signal that comes through our TVs, even when we when they are in HD, for a lot for a lot of people in a lot of places, they might not be watching other other channels in HD. Like I watch TV in my in my bedroom through a cable card connection on my TiVo, and because of how my cable company works, almost all the channels are in HD. But there are a couple of channels that are still in like SD that only get served through SD in the cable card, even though on the cable box they were stored HD, whatever. You know, but there but there are people in different parts of the world who still see SD content coming through. Then, then then that's before we even talk about compression issues, you know, about about how how closely you see things. And you know, we talk about retina and like people can tell the difference between that. A lot of people, I disagree with you, Bree, in the sense that like, you know, people I, I feel like 4K TVs, the pricing is definitely gonna get there. But I feel like people are gonna adopt 4K. This is where I agree with you, are not gonna I, the, the rush that the same way you didn't have a rush of people running out to buy brand new TVs for 3D. If they bought a new TV and it happened to have a 3D feature, that was great. Um, 3D died on the vine before that made its way to every single TV. 4K is not doing that. They're not making that mistake. But I do feel like most people who wind up with a 4K TV, it's not because they were like, I really need to see my content this much clearer because most people aren't going to be have screens that are big enough and frankly aren't going to be far enough away to be able to tell the pixel difference. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 what's going to happen is that when you do buy your next TV, Simone, which you're going to have to wait for years to die. But when you, when you buy your next TV, mm-hmm. it will be 4k. That I agree just, with 100%. Ju- just because that's going to be what's on the market and that's what's going to be inexpensive. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. I definitely agree with that. I just, you know, again, I think it, you know, the Xbox One were made more towards, you know, broadcasting video. Yep. And I have to say, like, I know they intend for it to be this brilliant thing married to your cable box. And it is a pain to use. It is terrible. It is horrible. It's they the promised only... us all this stuff. And then they, they did. <laughs> and, and, and they lied. I was so excited. No, I don't want to say they lied, but but, but they we oversold it. They, over, I, they oversold. Title it. of this I was episode: so Microsoft, the liar. 
that's that's the title. <laughs> that's the title. No, no, I I agree with that. It's just, I mean, I, I sent you guys another example of HDR in a game because it's different. You're not interpolating between two different things. Like the the card knows that it's going to be A, B, or C. So you can look at this. Yeah. You can see the midtones are really bright, mm-hmm. but like look at the black areas of that, how it crushes out and it actually like it's ugly in some ways. Yeah, so, I see that. You know, this one. If yeah, you really, you it's it's arguable which one is better. So I I can see some games like really pushing for this style. Like if you're going for a really, you know, like a Max Payne game, a new game, I can see yeah. this being handy. But Honestly, like it's not anything a good light artist is not going to be able to solve better by hand. So, and 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 and, yeah. and and you know, I think it also goes without saying one of the challenges with these things, and that's what you know, game makers will have to, to grapple with is that all these technologies are not created equal. And you know, so so what 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 HDR looks like on on a really great you know a couple thousand dollar set is going to look different than what it might look like on a cheaper set. You know, yeah. and, and that's that's something that you've got to kind of keep in mind. Like you obviously want it to look the best, but you've got to keep in mind, how is this degrading and, and you know, what's this going to be like? And is it worth the effort even? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well said. This episode of rocket is also brought to you by Squarespace. The simplest way for anyone, even you, even you to create a beautiful landing page, a website or an online store. And you can start doing that today at squarespace.com. And when you do, you will enter offer code rocket at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. So simple, so wonderful, so affordable. Thanks to us. (laughs) And because Squarespace is awesome, their plans like already start at what is it? $8 a month. So like, oh my God. 10% 10% off $8 a month. You're 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 you you are rolling with the best here. Ugh. Squarespace has super why 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 do you why do you mock my my bellowing? I am, I am laughing at something that's going on outside Simone. Oh, is there a lot happening okay. now at uh, 10 10 15 10 o'clock at night there, on the east coast? Is. Okay. Yeah, cool. A lot, All right, a great. Lot. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're having a block party. I'm trying to tell people that if they want to build a website using easy to use use templates they should check out squarespace.com. It will help you capture all those little details of what you want your vision to look like. Say that you are launching a new business. Say that you're putting together a portfolio for a job that you're applying for. Just maybe not even one job, maybe 10 jobs. Maybe you're an overachiever. You can totally capture every detail of what you want that to look like with squarespace.com. Whether you are an expert coder or a person who has never seen a code in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you. <laughs> well, you had a book coming out, Simone. Could you make a Squarespace site for that? I could. I you absolutely could. 100% could. Could, could and right. should using offer code rocket at checkout. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. I'm totally going to show you guys how easy it is, actually. That is a really good point, Brie. So, yeah, Squarespace gives you that power and then it takes away all those pesky, obnoxious things that we associate with building websites like thinking about hosting and scaling it and what to do if you get stuck along the way because they have a 24-7 support chat or email all around the world. So you can get help if you're building your website at 2 a.m. because that is that is how you're choosing to alleviate your stress by building websites at 2 o'clock in the morning and you get stuck. Don't give up and go to bed. Get help with it. Use Squarespace. Mm. Okay, so yes, I think I, I think I have adequately 
sold you on why you want to go with Squarespace. They're one of the trusted, most trusted brands in the world. Everyone knows about them. Everyone loves them. And you can come out of this experience with a website that has the look and feel that you want to present to the internet, which, as you know, is the great eye of Sauron of the world. It sees all. And you want, when you are seen by the eye of Sauron, when it sweeps across the plains of Mordor and focuses on you, you want to be looking your best. And that is why Squarespace is the place to build your website. Thank you so much, Squarespace, for sponsoring Rocket and supporting Relay FM. Like I said before, Squarespace plans just $8 a month to start with. And you will enter offer code Rocket at checkout and you'll get 10% off. So that's awesome. This is awesome. Squarespace is awesome. Bye. <laughs> End of the episode. Goodbye. It's over. We can't go. We're not going anywhere from here. At, at, at the Wu household, we we now use a Simone catchphrase regularly in my house. <laughs> what is it? All the word wrong. All the wrong words came out of me. Like that, that just it works for any situation. Like it's you say something awkward to your spouse or you're yelling at the dogs, just whatever. It's, it's really good. Really? It's really good. Thank you for world. this gift. That's my message. You to are you. welcome. Use offer code weird <laughs> when talking to me to get out of my conversation free. <laughs> <laughs> offer code rocket is, is, offer is, is, code is rocket. Is. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the, some Android phones? Yeah. I do want to talk about those things. So the Galaxy Note Seven is. Oh, okay. that's, uh, so that's what we're talking about because I thought we were going to talk about the new BlackBerry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I believed you, Christina. That's I mean. you. Oh my god, that is that was brutal. It's like kicking them when they're down. I loved it. That's great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys. I'm, I'm not even sorry. Yeah. Oh my, I I literally had a moment of true confusion where i was like wait did i get the wrong was i in the wrong no. facebook conversation no. anyway no. wow christina well played well played maybe you want to talk about the galaxy note 7 then yeah i was gonna say info news people actually care about <laughs> info news people actually care about galaxy note 7 here samsung skipping the six to bring the the note line up to date with the rest of their phone line uh it's a huge and beautiful Fablet, yeah. Uh, if you will, um, Ray Wong on Mashable says it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it is like the best phablet that he has had a chance to to use, and he knows what he's talking about. And what else do we have to say about this phone? I mean, <sighs> what else is there? I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear Bree's thoughts, but I mean, you know, I, I've handled it. It feels really good. Uh, Ray really likes it a lot. It's got some really nice features. You know, it's fully waterproof. Some of them are gimmicks, like the writing underwater aspect, so you can use the S Pen and you can write underwater. Thank no one God, will... finally, Oh, my Christina, God, we can finally communicate notes. with Channing Tatum the Merman. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, that's amazing. Yes. Second of all, like, I love that so much. But 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 second of all, I mean, that's a gimmick. But I think the waterproofness, which they obviously have had on their other phones, mm-hmm. too, that's huge. Um, the fact that it has 64 gigabytes of, of, of base storage. Hey, Apple, this is actually how you do it. Like, that's, I think, really important. Um, and and I, I think that, you know, they've got a, a snazzy new blue color that they're super excited about, which is cool. Um, no, but I mean... I think say whatever you want to say about Samsung. The fact of the matter is they created this phablet market, this larger screen market. They were the first ones with the Galaxy Note. Everybody copied them. Like they might be shameless in a lot of ways about a lot of stuff. 
but this is one thing where they can rightly say they invented it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and that everybody, including Apple, took notes you know, when it came time for, for, for larger screen phones. I feel really guilty because I savaged my friend Katie Weatherby who got one of these. And, you know, she's a lawyer, so you don't want to piss off Katie Weatherby. But I <laughs> savaged her. You're like, and you're here like, I am. And now I'm the biggest iPhone size queen ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <I'm, laughs> okay, that's the episode I mean, title, Simone. Yeah, iPhone yeah. Size queen. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Goodbye, Patrick Bateman's Xbox One. Hello, iPhone size queen. I love the, I love the big phone. Uh, so... I have to say the design with this, um, I am personally still unsold on the curved edges. I think they look gorgeous. I, I stand by my opinion that it is less awesome to use in person. This is why I use uh, as, when I'm rolling with the Samsung Galaxy. It's the Samsung Galaxy and not the Edge. Uh, it's just, you know, I've got both of them. So it's just pure utilitarianism. I think the the side glare of it is just distracting a little bit. So um, I I like the, the, the pen with it. It makes me really hope that Apple is going to, you know, enable at least pencil with the next iPhone. But, that would make me happy. you know, it's like it also has this really subpar camera from the last one. And I think that camera sucks. Come at me, bro. Um, you know, <laughs> really? like. I, I don't like it. I just, uh, maybe it's the software because it's TouchWiz, but yeah, it's just, yeah, I, mean, um, I, I think that yeah. they, they, some of their cameras stuff, I have to actually say, I disagree a little bit. I actually think that I haven't used the camera obviously on this one, but, but on the, the Note 7, um, not the Note 7, the, the Galaxy S7 has a really good camera. Um, I, I do think that the way that Samsung tunes their software, I don't love all of it. And there's certainly parts of that that I'm always like, eh, you know, I wish they would be a little bit different and maybe not be quite as heavy on some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, but I do feel like they have really good sensors, even if the software isn't always as perfect as I would like. I think compared to some of the other Android phones in our office, I would agree with that. I just, maybe it's like just the, you know, Apple does have a very specific approach to it. You yes. know, like they don't hypersaturate the colors. No, they it's not on. They, they go very natural. Is, they is, do. Is there I'm a saturation lover. I'm a saturation queen, if you will. So... <laughs> I, I'm quite, I'm quite a fan. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, okay. and, and some people really like that. I mean, some people do like that look more. I just, I think, I feel like right now, anyway, at least the front-facing cameras are good. I, I just feel like even though you might have to do, I think straight off the camera, I still prefer the, the iPhone myself, but I do feel like the Galaxy um, S7 at least has really good camera. And, and I've, mm-hmm. I've I've seen enough of the side-by-side stuff where I've had to be like, yeah, you know what, actually this is this is really solid. So I'm not going to diss the camera, but, 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 but I mean... It, Granted, some of that can be to each their own. That's 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 completely valid. I mean, I think something we were talking about before this is just kind of feeling phone exhaustion. I mean, yeah. I I have to be honest. I don't think I would really be reading the story if I didn't do this show. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I, I it's just. I don't know. It feels very iterative at this point. Like I can yeah. read about it being waterproof, but I just don't. It's it's like, yeah, I don't know. We were discussing this when we were talking about what Apple could do with their with the next iPhone and I think the conclusion we came to was that there's nothing really sexy that has been rumored or is in the works right now that we know of that is really pushing phones forward. And this is kind of like this is representative of representative of like the pinnacle of phone making in that it is beautiful and I want to stroke it. But it's it's not it's not making me. Oh my me, god, Simone! Hey, Talk about size queens. <laughs> we all stroke phones. Let's not beat around I, the bush. I, 2016. Gonna, two things lie. we're not lying about anymore. 
We stroke okay. phones and we bring them into the bathroom with us. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is true. We totally do. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. There is Guilty. no lying about that anymore. Except no. when you meet someone who does lie about it and then it gets really and awkward. You're, and, and you're like, please. You're like, ish, please. Yeah. You totally I bring know, that I phone I know when in the you're in, your, in the safety of your own home, that phone is going in there with you. Uh. But I, I'm sorry, but I'm in the office. Like, I'm th- that's like some serious email time. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, anything. No, like, I'm just... in the office too. But the people who who pretend that they're too good for it, yeah, you're not. Huh. You're out there. No, I'm, just... no, this is what we're we gonna get. We see you. We see you. <laughs> this is how we lose our fans. Our fans. This is how we lose our fans. Are just... they're, gonna be like, they're gonna leave some reviews this week. It's we're, gonna be very they're awkward. Be like, <laughs> like, I will have you ladies know that I do not take my phone in the bathroom. We'll be like. Okay. I don't believe okay. you. Okay. Anyway, okay. I would I, I would totally bring the the uh, this uh god bleh. I would totally bring the Galaxy Note Seven into the bathroom with me. Um, but I it's it's a nice phone. Like that's that's what I can say about it. It's a really nice phone, and I I don't know where where to go from here. Like how do we how do we push bound? How do we disrupt this market, you guys? <laughs> I you see you're the you're the Skynet of information. I mean, let's just all admit it. I'm not sure you're human. I mean, has has Samsung's their sales have gone down, if I recall correctly. Uh, well, right? in, well, compared to everybody, but they've kind of actually had an uptick. So because okay. the S7 and the S7 Edge have been successful for them, so you know everybody's kind of been at a weird thing. Samsung is getting hit in a lot of like by China pretty hard by by you know the the Huawei's and then the Xiaomi's of the world are really gunning for them because they're coming up with these really cheap phones that look really good and so they're selling really well in Asia where you know Samsung used to reliably be able to sell a bajillion phones um but I think their US sales have have, have you know um come back up a little bit but I mean they're kind of I mean they face a lot of the similar challenges that Apple does right now and I think that even though we're talking about the, the the Galaxy Note in this case, I think the phone fatigue issue is worth noting kind of how we talk about Apple because I do have this kind of – I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the next iPhone. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm definitely going to buy it. But you do kind of wonder because as you guys were just saying, like we haven't had this technological advancement that's kind of like made us all be like, I really need – to upgrade my phone. I think we are now upgrade our phones just because it's the thing to do every other year or, yeah. or in our case every year. But it, there hasn't been that point yet where like there's the, you know, there, there've been things in past years where you're like, I have to have this. And I feel like this year, not just for Samsung, but for everybody, it's kind of been like almost like a, like, like a, like a buy year where everybody's like, yeah, you know what? I can still deal with my current phone. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's, I don't know. It's, I, I'm very certain that if I were not a game developer that had to adjust the things I was selling for the most modern devices, I would absolutely be skipping iPhone years. Like, yeah. you know, 64-bit fingerprint sensor to a lesser degree. Um, you know, th- this year's phone just really, I love 3D touch in the sense that the the keyboard, uh, you know, pressing it to like use it like a, a mouse uh, trackpad to edit text. That's awesome. But is it worth like $800 of awesome right. in a new phone every year? <laughs> no, no. no I mean, and I think the bigger, I think the bigger, uh, you know, thing too is is when it comes to apps and the fact that app developers and you can speak to this you know obviously for games you've got to alter stuff but you also know that most of your your you know um users are on older devices so you still have to kind of optimize for those things yeah and so we haven't seen at least it's been a while since we've seen a lot of software being kind of pushed to the next level where you're like at least on the phone on on the ipad we've started to see it obviously i think that's one reason why ipad sales 
especially with the iPad Pro 9.7, I've kind of improved, you know, really kind of pushing the envelope forward and, and saying you can do these things with the Apple Pencil and and, and with you know, these more cores if you have the larger iPad Pro that, that really take advantage of these features. But I think on the phone, we really haven't had that as much. I, I love 3D Touch, but I, I don't, you know, we, we've debated this on the show before. You guys don't feel like it's it's a huge selling feature. And so, you know, I wonder like, if you're, you know, because apps are still being optimized to run on these these slower, older systems that work perfectly fine, like nobody's even seen like, you know, my my performance is so bad that that I've got to buy a new phone because the this app that I want isn't going to work well enough. Yeah, there's no like big visible thing that makes people go, oh man, I right. need the 3D Touch for that. I need the new phone. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe if like Pokemon Go, if that's still a thing, <laughs> once these things are released, you know, release an update that was like the only way you can enjoy this is if you had 3D Touch feature. to pet your Pokemon, or, or or you know, a certain type of screen or whatever, you know. But but other than that, I mean, I think for me. In addition to the just kind of the fatigue in general, I think a reality is is that right now we're at a place where, at least with Android devices, speaking specifically to them for a second, we're in a really interesting position where there are a lot of really good like sub three hundred dollar phones yeah. where you can buy them off contract, unlock for three hundred dollars, and get very good performance and get yep. a very good phone. And so then it becomes a lot more difficult to say, I want to spend eight hundred bucks on this because is it five hundred dollars better? And that's um, that's a difficult question to answer. And, and in most cases, the answer is going to be no. It's not yeah. five hundred dollars better. And yeah. and so if I can get this really great, you know, uh, phone from you know from from Alcatel or, or or from you know somebody else, Huawei, as I mentioned before, or or um, you know um, OnePlus, like there are a lot of these really. Or Motorola has some good ones. These really good, you know, three hundred dollar range phones, like that might be enough for a lot of people. Um, as nice as, as the Galaxy Note is and as nice as, as any of these other big things are, it's, it's I think is a combination, at least for me, you know, of both kind of fatigue of being kind of, there hasn't been anything really groundbreaking where you feel like I have to have this. And then at the same time, there are these really inexpensive options that are very high quality, um, that, that are good performance. And because again, we're, we haven't reached that point where like the software, the hardware are like pushing boundaries anymore. You're like, well, if I need a new phone, I want a new toy, why not get that one? Why am I paying more than more than twice the price? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have to say, like I recognize this opinion is probably not one that anyone that's not a hardcore gamer shares, but I do have to put some of this at the feet of Apple. Like, do you remember when Infinity Blade came out for yeah. iPad? You know, this is the game that got me excited enough to go use Unreal Engine. And you can look at Unreal uh, at Infinity Blade 2. And that game was hyped up and it was big enough that I think I, I can't be the only one that went out and said, I'm very excited to go buy a new iPad because I'll be able to play this game. It'll look big and gorgeous right. on here. You know, I, I, I can't help but feel a little bit of frustration at Apple in 2016 because if you go to the App Store today and you look at what's there, it's all 2D games. It's stuff using SpriteKit. It's just the 3D stuff is still baby language. And I think that Apple, you know, they haven't pushed it on the game side. And then if you look at the iPad Pro, I don't think, you know, it's been out long enough that we can have a real sense of the apps that are coming out for it. And I don't see a lot of um, real support there for like, you know, where's the version of Final Cut for iPad Pro? Like, where's that professional range software on it? And I think we've kind of settled at this um, kind of mid-range 
you know, like just okay app experience that I don't think for most users is a reason to continually upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. If we're happy with what we have and nothing. It's, it's the, the frog and boiling water situation, <laughs> except not really that deadly at all. No, no, not really. We're talking no, about the phone. No, yeah. <laughs> no, our apps are fine. And, the, and that's the thing. Like we, I mean, we should be pushing boundaries. We shouldn't, you know, stick with fine, but they're fine. The phone is well, nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, but don't you think that that's kind of a product of the fact that we've reached saturation, saturation point for smartphones, that literally, literally everyone has one, so it takes more time and the cycles maybe become a little bit longer in some cases? Yeah, yeah, for because sure. Every, because at this point, because literally everybody – it was one thing when everything was new and shiny and you were still trying to get people to buy their very first smartphone. But now literally everybody's on like their third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. You know, e- even regular people. Like in, in, in the, even in countries where there hasn't been, you know, huge mobility before, you know, the last five or ten years, even they're starting to get to the point where like everybody has one. And yeah. so – I mean, I think it's just—I think it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's fair. All right, awesome. So, speaking of apps changing things, <laughs> or maybe apps staying the same, <laughs> Instagram uh, got a big new update that turns it into Snapchat. Not really. That's kind of exaggerating. It, it, it's exaggerating it not. a little bit. No, is—is is it though? Is it? Is it? It took stories basically. It didn't take yes. off Snapchat. It took stories, which is a big feature of Snapchat. So basically with Instagram now, you can swipe over or tap over to a different pane and take pictures for your story, which will last 24 hours. And it appears up at the very top of someone's Instagram feed. There's a little bubble with your face. Uh, They tap on it and it is Snapchat in that in that sense, in, in that specific in those specific parts of the app. It is Snapchat. I learned something today as I was messing with this. And I, I feel like it's probably been this way for a while. I learned that you can swipe to the different parts of Instagram, just like you can with Snapchat. But Instagram has been very clever about it in that they have the buttons there also that you can tap. Yes, they do. For the old people, the olds, yep. such as myself. So I never realized <laughs> that you could swipe over to your notifications. And now you can swipe um, over to the stories pane. So, or window. Pane? Window? Area. Meh. Anyway, I'm actually quite excited about this. Uh, I was, yeah, it's I, it awesome. was really cool to see the early adopters of the the Instagram stories, such as yourself and Micah Sargent, um, like playing with all the different filters and stuff and the different pens and things. I my my initial experience with it is that um, I mean the people who have used it so far are people that I really really care about, and so I'm interested in watching their stories, like yourself and Carly Kloss. Um, I don't know how I would feel if, like, all 100 or whatever of the people that I follow on Instagram were doing stories. I think it would become very tiring to, like, swipe through and find someone that I care about to watch their story. And I know that's probably the situation with a lot of people on Snapchat. And I don't even follow that many people on Instagram, so I don't know why I'm complaining. But, like, the way that it is laid out is a lot of pressure for me (laughs) right up there at the top. Well, I mean, but I think what they kind of – so, I mean, look, they copied stories. They, like – they they copied it so hard, like Snapchat stories. Like, it's 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 so blatant. It's such a – it's such a baller move. It's quite baller. talk about that for a second? Like, before we yeah. kind of talk about the feature, because, like, 
I have to say, you know, they've tried to buy Snapchat a couple of times and Snapchat has rebuffed them, which, you know, Snapchat might now end up regretting because basically Mark Zuckerberg, this is the most Facebook thing that Instagram has ever done because usually Instagram just kind of stays in its own lane and like adopts its own stuff. But like this is basically like such a classic Facebook move, which is really a classic Microsoft move, which is like, well, we couldn't buy this company, so we're just going to copy their features completely <laughs> and, 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 and build it into our own product. Except our product has three and a half times the users because Instagram is significantly larger than Snapchat. And um, we're going to make the interface just better enough so that the olds, as you said, can actually use it. Um, and, um, you know, take take the, the, the feature that everybody really liked, uh, you know, for, for, for Snapchat, uh, not take the whole app, but take that feature and build it into Instagram so that you never have to leave your Instagram again. Like, this mm-hmm. is now the, 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 the photo app you can literally spend all your time in. Um, but I have to, like, it's such a baller move, in my opinion, for them to basically have been like, yeah, you know what? Thank, thanks for, uh, we, we've tried to compete with these separate apps, but, but that didn't work so you know what we're just gonna build your like marquee feature we're just gonna build it into our app yeah thanks guys and they did they did acknowledge that yeah it was snapchat that that inspired this totally upfront. like good for you i mean if you're gonna like take whole cloth a feature from another app yeah well i mean and, and i mean and their it. comment about it and their comment that kind of was and this is a fair point they were like well look you know we invented the newsfeed yeah which, which, you know what? Fair. You, Facebook invented the newsfeed, and then everybody copied that. And 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 so there are certain, you know, features I think that just become you know commonplace across a lot of apps. It's still been a long time um, since I've seen anything quite this blatant <laughs> um, from a company in this kind of position of strength. If I'm Evan Spiegel right now, I'm probably a taking solace with the fact that I'm engaged to Miranda Care. So so good job there, Evan. Like <laughs> like well done. Props to you. Yeah, You're, that's uh, a but, real score. But, honestly, <laughs> yeah. um, how he does not deserve her um, nope. <laughs> at all. She's so much better than him. Yeah. But yeah. but on every level. But I would also be like kind of scared because even though I think a lot of users will remain loyal to Snapchat. That's not that's not why they should be scared. The the problem is is that for Snapchat to be worth their valuation that they keep raising money at, they need to expand beyond just the young people mm-hmm. and and the people who like to pretend that they're young like me. And they need to they they need to become something that's usable for everyone. And and you know that was kind of one of the reasons they introduced that memories feature a couple of weeks ago. And the thing is is that I think a lot of people I've talked to people about this they're like almost excited about this feature because they're like oh well now I don't have to bother using Snapchat learning how to use Snapchat because I can just use Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just I'm thinking about this, Christina, where it's going to be the the circle of life of social networks that Instagram will eventually get this right. And then the olds will come in and start using that. And then whatever the frack, the next thing is, has some dumb name like WhatsApp will <laughs> get a billion users. And then yeah. it's it's the circle of life. That's it, very it totally good. Is. It, yeah. But I think WhatsApp is a great example, though, right? Because they bought WhatsApp because they didn't want Google to buy it. And but, right. but they've continued building out Messenger to the point where like Facebook Messenger now has almost as many users as WhatsApp. Yep. So again, you know, this is kind of I think like the, the kind of the typical Facebook play, which is you see your competition and you just build your build that product into your core product. I mean, they did that with Facebook Live. What do we think about I mean, Snapchat, one thing that Instagram doesn't have over Snapchat is this brand integration where you have all you have news sites that have dedicated Snapchat story feeds and then right. you have event feeds. Um, 
do you think that that is something that could be built into Instagram or is that just too? Okay. Oh no, it's really, I mean, already, I mean, I think like discover, which disclosure mashable is on, um, is, is a different thing. You know, that's obviously the platform where you can get some news and stuff like that. But I think that, um, event things, you know, Instagram has done that before on, on events like, like New Year's Eve and, and for certain sporting events where they've curated in their browse section the ability mm-hmm. where you can kind of see what people around the world are doing so i think they could do more of that and i think they could create like like story feeds for that which would probably be easy to integrate but i think brands whether they do a publishing platform or not the thing that's already happening with this is i've already seen i mean yesterday when when this launched you know vogue already had stuff up like they had a whole series with with anna wintour like walking into her office and like following her around they had like a whole thing you know the, the brands are already on it because they already have instagram pages yeah you know, and, and and people already follow them. So I think this is just an easy extension for them to just segue into that. Now, whether if they wanted to get into a Snapchat Discover sort of thing, I don't know. But I don't even know at this point if they need to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I think they're going to get the engagement from the brands regardless. Because the right now, brands are spending a lot more money advertising-wise on Instagram than, than they are on Snapchat. It's like not even a question. Yeah. So they're already advertising on that platform. They're already buying media on that platform. They're already using those analytics. And, and now, you know, this is going to be yet another way to, to, to boost engagement. And, and Plus again, it means their pictures of, are now at the very top of your newsfeed. Right. And I mean, they disappear, but you can do kind of pop-up things. And I think it can build engagement and loyalty in a different way. Are they disappearing you know? for you? They're not disappearing for me. They disappear after 24 hours. Okay. So functionally, they'll <laughs> never disappear because the brands are going to be on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but this is the cool thing, though. I mean, right? So you can, you can choose who can see your stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they make it possible to kind of control who can see, you know, your, your, your stories. And, and that's, you know, I think most people won't bother with that. It's, it's not a full hog, you know, Snapchat replacement. Mm-hmm. But – I think for a lot of people, it's functionally going to be similar enough that the things that you would use, because for me primarily, like, because I am such an old person, like, I, I send some instant messages to people, like, using Snapchat, and I chat with certain people on it, but most of the time, I'm posting to my story. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm looking yeah. at other people's stories. I'm not, I'm not, you know, doing, because I'm not a teenager, even though I, I wish that I was one, um, I'm not, you know, like, snapping back and forth with people all day long. I'm, I'm usually just adding stuff to my story. Yeah, and if you're already gramming, why not drop a gram in your story? <laughs> so I have a confession to make here on Rocket. So we, we were playing the show tonight. We're like, oh, we're all talking about Instagram, right? This st- The story I thought we were talking about was their increased, it's just because of my focus, is their increased tools for harassment and oh, comments. Oh, yeah, that, people, that's a thing, too. <laughs> because actually, people, that's an amazing people story. were totally comparing that to Twitter all week, and that's all I heard about over on feminist Twitter. So, oh, totally. Well, yeah, well because, because, yeah. because, because Instagram's doing it the right way. So this is just right. for some backup, you know. Instagram um, announced last week that they're introducing a tool. It's already available for certain celebrities. It's going to roll it to everyone where you basically have a comment filter and you can put in words that you don't want in comments. So you can say, if I don't want, you know, the B word, if I don't want, you know, certain phrases, if I don't want colon cleanse, you know, if you're a celebrity, uh, Chrissy <laughs> Teigen actually put a very funny um, photo up on her Twitter saying thanks Instagram that showed what her filters are. And they include things like Trump and, and certain, you know, like expletives and, and, and terrible words. And then one of them her. was me too. And one of hers was colon Aww. cleanse. And, that's and, 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 that's, and, and, and which, which is genius because if you follow any celebrities on Instagram, you see how much spam they get. And so she's able to like, you know, filter that stuff out. But I think that what I like about it is that it, 
it's not a block list where they're saying we find these words offensive, so we're blocking them. You get to define it on your own terms. And I know some people might complain and say that puts the onus on the on the on the individual. Okay, Uh, fine. I think it's actually better in this case because you can really set your own boundaries. You can also choose now not to have comments on posts at all, which Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people who want to share, but if they're public or if it's a a certain thing, they don't want to comment on it, you can turn the comments off. And that's really good. That's awesome. And let's be honest, if Twitter had that much, we would be ecstatic. Yeah, we would. We'd be very happy. Uh, No, I mean, I'd be very happy. When I wrote the news story last week, I mean, I made a point to say that. I was like, you know, this is a complete, this is in sharp contrast to what Twitter does. You know, Instagram is handling this, I think, the right way. And I think it's frankly because, again, they've learned things from Facebook, but I think they know how Instagram knows that that if they were to let Instagram turn into the cesspool that parts of Twitter have become, the users would leave. And they don't want that. Yeah. They want people to stay on their platform. And so, you know, if, if that means giving people kind of the, the uh, ability to, to kind of determine what they want and don't want to see – they're going to do that. And I think that that's the right way to do it. Yeah. It's a really what a smart, parts of great Twitter move. are not a cesspool. <laughs> are you talking about my account? My, like, I'm not talking about your account. <laughs> my Twitter specifically <laughs> is quite a lovely place, but yeah, it I is say, so like Twitter is great. My Twitter is often very good. Bachelor Twitter yeah. is fantastic. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. It, it's uh, just such a, it's such a no brainer for me. Like, yeah, and, it, and it, what a good move on Instagram's part. Like I, I, I'm thrilled about it. Like I'm, I'm very happy. Let me ask you guys this, though. Did you think cause it, it was silly to me? I, it never even occurred to me for, the, for, for for this sort of feature to exist. I mean, obviously, we've seen things like like this, you know, for, for tools and usually for brands to be able to do stuff for, for different platforms. This is one of the first times I've seen it really aimed at kind of consumers that it's going to roll out to everyone, which is awesome. But, yeah. like, what, why do you think Twitter never bothered to do this? Because if you think about it, like, that should be something you should be able to set where, you know, they have their own content filter, which they're apparently going to be, you know, rolling out to more people. But why, why shouldn't you just be able to block seeing any reply that says something to you? I wonder this because something we haven't really talked about is YouTube's um, filters for comments. And on, yeah. on YouTube, you know, you can set up block lists for words like any swear they want to appear in your comments. You can close comments on videos and stuff like that. And YouTube uh, – understandably has a very bad rap for having a horrible community because a lot of YouTube commenters are garbage, but like it does offer quite a few tools for calling the, calling those interactions and stopping them from happening. And it, it just, it just makes a lot of sense. And I think, I feel like YouTube has been very aggressive about making those changes and it certainly hasn't harmed engagement for them. I I don't believe. No, no, it hasn't harmed engagement. I do wonder, though, with YouTube, like, aren't the? I guess the difference to me is that those features are usually take more time. I, and, you know, it, it's harder for it's. It seems like in a lot of cases they're aimed at more high volume accounts for than sure. like individuals. Yeah. Whereas, although the Instagram thing is, is certainly going out to to the high volume people first, it's going to be coming to everyone. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just gonna go check my personal account to see if I can set up word filters on YouTube. Yeah, because I, I just wasn't aware. Maybe maybe that is the case, and maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 and if that's the case, then YouTube kind of buries that. I don't know. I think it's uh, at this point you really have to wonder what's going on with Twitter. I mean, yeah. there seems to be a real institutional paralysis to, you know, getting anything done. And I I do think that some of it is the legacy. Like I've seen some really interesting technical talks as they've migrated their back end, you know, sure. from the from the disaster they started with. I think it uses uh, SQL now. So 
you know, that is obviously a very hard thing to do. And you're dealing with a massive set of data. And, you know, um, interestingly, if you'll go back to Facebook, you try to access stuff from when the service first opened. It's a disaster trying to go back that far because it's pulling it from some remote database and trying to piece it together from different, um, you know, different data structures. So I think some of it is that, um, But at the same time, and I'd love to know if you agree with me on this, Christina, it just seems like Twitter is institutionally paralyzed from making good news. I think Twitter moments, I will fight anyone that says that sucks. I love Twitter moments. It is great for humor. I think they cover politics a lot. I don't know what your feed is like, but mine covers like... Um, you know, Black Lives Matter and a lot of, you know, social justice issues really awesomely, like in a way that really impresses me. So um, they clearly can do it. But when it comes to these abuse tools, when it comes to, you know, the verification issue, when it comes to all these things, there just seems to be a serious institutional paralysis. Look at the, the iOS Twitter client. I use the official one. This is a battery hogging disaster of an app. And yeah, yeah. I'm what's your read on it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you nailed it. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody enough people at Twitter to know if this is the case. I certainly don't know anyone on their abuse team, but it does feel like it does strike me that it is. And I think you nailed it correctly when you said it's an institutional problem. It feels like it feels like, and I wonder if it's because they've kind of had, um, and we've talked about this before, kind of a, uh, a, an evolving relationship when it comes to, um, how they deal with censorship and what they view as censorship. And I, and I wonder if, if that at a certain point, you know, kind of influenced and, and, and informed kind of, you know, some of their, the policies and, and procedures they built in to deal with harassment, because I don't think that was ever part of, of, of their kind of their MO. And I think that they do care and they understand that it's a real problem. Dick Costolo knew it was a big problem before he was ousted and Jack came back. Jack knows it's a problem, but I, I wonder if just, as you were saying, kind of the way their structure was set up and just kind of the nature of the beast means that they don't have those things in place to do it. But again, I have to say, this is so impressive to me that Instagram has basically figured out a really, a really good solution mm-hmm. to yeah. a problem. And and this is one that, that doesn't end up, you know, um, impacting what other people could post. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they have yeah. their, their guidelines for images, but if you wanted to post something and you wanted to use certain words in your description, this isn't going to stop you from doing that. Yeah. So you can continue to do that. But this just means when you're on my feed and when you're talking to me, you can't say those things. And and I feel like that's, that's a very easy thing that the Twitter could implement where, you know, I would even be okay if they were like, if someone wants to send me an ad handle and have a bunch of stuff – if it wants to go on the ether and exist, fine, but I'm never going to mm-hmm. see it because you use yep. these terms. It makes a heck yep. of a lot of sense because then, I mean, I'm sure Twitter, people at Twitter spend a lot of time dealing with these reports coming in yeah. about harassment they and do. things they like that. They say they've tripled their staff to handle yeah. it. So, but if you allow people to control their, I'm, I'm not saying that they should, you know, that we shouldn't have moderators out there dealing with this stuff, but if you allow people tools to kind of stop it at the ground level, and, and, and to set their own boundaries. Yeah, set their own boundaries. Right, right. If you if you care about you know, if you don't want people to use uh, words that are very bad on on your in your own space, like where you're posting your pie pictures and your I don't know your beautiful scenery, like why not allow that? I have an update on YouTube's tools. Um, so 
it is true that for um, any account, I'm on my personal account right now, which doesn't have any special privileges. You can set filters um, for specific words. You can hide certain users so that they're if you can hide a user so their comments just won't show up, you can approve certain users. And I know that the way YouTube's comment system works is that someone whose comments are hidden, they can't tell. Their comments still appear for them, gotcha. but they don't appear That's for smart. other people. So yeah, it's so smart. It's so smart because you can kind of cut those toxic people off without instigating them in any way. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, YouTube is doing this and they're a cesspool. Um, Instagram is coming at this in their own way. Facebook has options for hiding hiding people and still letting you follow them. I don't think you can block certain words on Facebook. I might be wrong about that. But all the all these websites have different tools for dealing, for, for helping people protect themselves from objectionable content. And Twitter has mute, which is wonderful. And I wish every single every single website and platform, social media in the world had mute. I love it. But I think we're lacking some, um, what's it called? Uh, independence, I guess, for the user in making choices on how they protect themselves. I think I think you have to chalk some of it up to culture too. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. You can you can never forget that when Instagram was founded, they had a very sizable base of women engineers mm-hmm. that helped design the underlying paradigms and the 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 rules, like the the Instagramness of the whole thing, right? Yeah. So you know, when you have Twitter, um, you know, I'm just reporting stories like they have a extremely high profile sexual harassment uh, suit going on with um you know someone on the engineering team you can look at their diversity numbers they're not very good i was having a talk with a uh, friend of mine that leads one of their teams over there a few months ago and you know they were telling me about the difficulty in hiring women for that it's just it's it it's at this end number where it's just you have all this debt left over like this cultural debt where it's yeah. hard to bring it in and really shake things up. So I don't know. It's a really hard problem to solve. I will say that on my Twitter, even if they did uh, invent these tools tomorrow, I would never block out any cursing. Like I encourage you to use <laughs> language when you tweet at me. Please do that. So yeah. All right. same, same. I mean, even if you're calling me terrible names, like I'm like one of those, I'm like, I'm a big fan of cursing. Yeah. Yeah. Got- if you're creative with it, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. that almost impressed. I'm like, wow, yeah. that was really nasty, but right. yeah. good Good job. We got this amazing comment on Polygon's YouTube that's literally a list of hundreds, hundreds of swears. And I, I, I'm really, I, I'm wondering what is the motivation behind it. It's just a list of many, many foul things, not just swears, but like complex phrases, intricate insults, and then percentage signs next to them, like two percentage signs, almost like it was a poll and 70% of people chose like this horrible swear and 30% chose not that. And I, I'm just wondering why, what, what does it mean? I've been looking at it for days, like not, not hiding it or anything. Just like, what does this mean? There's so many swears. It's a double rainbow of swearing. It is. It's like what a, does a it mean? quintuple yeah. rainbow of swears. I don't even know. It's beautiful. I wish you could see it. Um, you can't. But that is today's show. How, right. how should we... What are we up to this week? Christina, what are you up to this week? Um, well, I've, I've been very, very, very busy at work. And uh, I've just, uh, you know... Honestly, I can't talk about too much of it, but I've been extremely busy at work this week. I've, uh, my my uh, my my boss is is on vacation, and so I'm filling in for him. 
And so I'm, I'm just kind of running ragged, um, writing and editing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hurting those, those sh- not sheep. Yes. Cats. Uh, cats cat, is the word I'm cats. looking for. Hurt, the, hurting the cats. Yeah. Hurting the cats like, for sure. Mashable employees are more clever than sheep. This isn't right. <laughs> the cats. <laughs> uh, Brianna, what about you? So we finally, Rev6 is really coming out for real now. I'm not just saying this. Uh, we're going to submit it to Apple uh, tomorrow, and both binaries are going to come out at the same time. I did, uh, God, I, I've been doing a lot of media lately. Um, when are we going to get to see the, the new trailer for Rev6? Very soon. Okay. I'm saving okay. the ammo until I can give it to everyone. But, I mean, you saw it today. It's good work, right? I did see it today, and it was it's, epic. It's really cool. I will cool. tell the listeners. It's, cool. it's really epic. You could tell I've watched a little 24, like, a little when bit. you watch that, I hope. A yeah, a little bit. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, no, I've got I've got that. Um, I'm just working on my novel, which I'm really super excited Yay. about. So Great fun books. things coming soon. That's so exciting! All I'm doing this week is watching TV, except that <laughs> I am working on the pilot for my new show that will be coming out next week. So I will. Are you for real? I am for real. Yeah. Is that what the picture on your Facebook? That is what is the about? picture on my Facebook <gasps> is about. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Simone. Yeah. So Monday on Polygon's YouTube channel, I will have a new show, um, which will be going up weekly. So keep an eye out for that. It's ridiculous. Uh, if you watched my dad's V3 video, you might have an idea of um, the, th- the the humor, the type of humor involved. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, yay. I really wanted to take that picture you put on Facebook today and like invite listeners to like turn it into a meme, like you know the advice dog meme, or it would be like sassy Simone or salty Simone says A and then B underneath it. But then I was like, huh? Do I want to on Brianna Wu's Twitter <laughs> to invite people to make memes about someone that works for Polygon? Mm. No, that would be a you bad know, idea. Now that you verbalize so, that. Yeah, (laughs) I very much enjoyed the memes that have come out of your Twitter in the past. Uh, Most of them around my car, I believe. Yes, fantastic photoshops of my car. Um, But yeah, I I see how this could go wrong. (laughs) But if 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 some non-controversial party (laughs) manages, you know, I will tweet this picture out um, because it's it's pretty great. And it's amazing. It's amazing. I you should. You should take that to fracture and get blown up and just hang in your living room. I was just saying, my my bedroom is so barren. I have nothing on the walls. (laughs) But but there is a spot exactly where I could put a huge picture of myself in a smoking jacket holding a glass of really noxious Jewish wine. And that is, I think, what I will do in the future. It's the exact same. I think it's the the exact same pose that Cookie Monster wears for Monster Peace Theater. (laughs) That's the other thing I love about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh, good. Okay, we should All right, Brianna, where can we find you online? Space Cat Gal. Christina, what about you? Uh, We can find me on Instagram, uh, (laughs) Snapchat, Twitter, all at film underscore girl. All right, and you can find me also on Instagram at Doom Quasar, Twitter at Doom Quasar, uh, videos at youtube.com slash polygon. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rockets. I hope you had a good time. If you did, the only way to let us know, don't go to those social media services we told you about before. We don't ever no. use them. Go to iTunes <laughs> where you can put stars uh, underneath the, the you know the name of our podcast, and also tell us what you think in a review. And that is a cool <laughs> thing to do that cool people do. Only the cool people do it. Only them. 
So if you think you're not cool enough, don't even bother. <laughs> Thank you. And this episode is terminated. 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 <laughs>